Hi, I'm Jeffrey, and welcome back to Night Falls. Come settle in for tonight's soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come settle in by the fireside for a love story set about six miles in the air in the first-class cabin of an airplane. When Samuel's good deed results in a surprise upgrade, he gets more than a comfy seat and a free meal when he is seated next to one of the most charming women he has ever met. He only hopes their romance won't end when they touch back down on the ground. Before we begin, here's a quick word from our valued sponsors who make this free content possible. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive, and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Samuel laid his head back into the solid headrest and attempted to get comfortable. He had a long 11-hour flight ahead of him, and he wanted the time to pass as quickly as possible while he slept. Luckily, Samuel was seated in the aisle seat at the front of his section, 
where there was a little more legroom than usual. It wasn't quite comfy enough to stretch out and sleep, but it was better than the cramped rows behind him. Next to him was an elderly lady of around 80 years old. The sweet lady was clearly a robust and seasoned traveller. However, her elderly partner, who was seated further down the plane, seemed to be struggling a little. As the other passengers all found their seats and placed their bags in the overhead lockers, the elderly woman kept waving down the plane reassuring her husband that everything would be all right. Each time she sat back in her window seat, she apologized to Samuel for the disruption. Samuel assured her each time that it was no trouble. He smiled at the woman and asked, Is he a nervous flyer? A little, the woman replied, He hasn't flown in many years and he doesn't like the fact that our seats are apart. He'll be fine eventually. Samuel looked at the elderly gentleman down the plane as he kept glancing over his shoulder to catch his wife's eye for reassurance. Poor guy, Samuel thought. As the last passenger boarded the plane, the crew prepared everyone for liftoff. It wasn't long before they were flying through the air and heading toward their destination, Los Angeles. It was a smooth liftoff and Samuel kept his eyes closed the whole time, willing himself to fall asleep. Samuel was used to flying. He was a recruitment consultant and he was often required to travel all over the world meeting clients and setting up interviews and meetings for high-profile companies. Tomorrow, Samuel had a big meeting with the CEO of a tech company that was looking for a new chief financial officer. Samuel was keen to link up with the company and aid them in their search. He had a number of highly experienced clients that he thought would be a great fit for the role, and the commission from the deal would be the final push that Samuel needed to be able to afford to buy an apartment of his own in London. His attempts at drifting off were interrupted once more when the seatbelt sign was turned off. The elderly woman next to him immediately stood up in her seat, and called down the plane in a creaky, sweet voice. Gerald, are you all right down there? Gerald hollered back in an uncertain tone. I'm okay, Pauline. I'll see you in eleven hours. Samuel's eyes flicked open, and he glanced down the plane. Gerald looked like he was due to have a nervous breakdown any second, Pauline showed no signs of stopping her constant check-ins throughout the long flight. Samuel pulled the inflatable head supports off his neck and turned to Pauline. Would you like me to swap seats with your husband? Samuel asked her. I'm happy to move so you can both sit next to each other and feel more comfortable during the flight. 
It's a long time to be apart. Pauline looked like she might throw her arms around Samuel in gratitude or plant a bright red-lipped kiss on his cheek. She was touched that Samuel would offer up his seat to a stranger. Samuel assured her that it was no trouble and he would rather that the pair of them had a pleasant flight together. Pauline didn't waste any time and called down the plane to Gerald. Gerald was just as delighted as Pauline and he promptly rose from his seat and hobbled up the narrow aisle of the plane. Samuel pulled his hand luggage out from underneath his seat and held up his other hand to gesture to Gerald to sit down. Gerald patted him on the shoulder as he slid into the seat and said, You're a good lad, thank you for your generosity. Samuel smiled at the elderly couple and made his way down the plane to find Gerald's old seat. Having to move into a less spacious seat wasn't ideal, but he hoped that he could, hopefully now, rest in peace for the rest of the flight. Just as Samuel was about to sit down in Gerald's previous seat, one of the air stewardesses appeared by his side. Excuse me, sir, she whispered in a hushed tone. Please, can you follow me for one moment? The air stewardess turned on her heels and marched down to the front of the aeroplane. The air stewardess stood by the curtain that separated his carriage from business class and held it open for him, beckoning him through. Samuel's hopes began to lift. Was he about to bag himself a surprise upgrade? He followed the air stewardess as she led him further down the plane. They walked past the passengers in business class, relaxing and watching their mini television sets, enjoying their extra legroom. The air stewardess led Samuel through the curtain at the front and into the first class cabin. He looked around and immediately felt out of place. All of the first-class passengers were reclined as far back as possible, with enough legroom to allow for three more rows of seats in front of them. They all sipped glasses of champagne or tumblers of whiskey and lounged beneath luxurious blankets with pillows underneath their heads. Partition walls were propped up between each chair to preserve their privacy, and passengers watched TV screens that folded out from the side of their chairs. First class was a totally different environment to what Samuel was used to. It wasn't cramped, stuffy and noisy like economy class where he had begun his trip. Instead, it was quiet and peaceful. Every first-class passenger kept to themselves and enjoyed their spacious luxury. It was a dreamy setup for an 11-hour flight. 
the air stewardess finally stopped in front of an empty first-class seat. She gestured to the seat and looked at Samuel as she informed him that this would now be his seat for the flight. Samuel was flabbergasted. Why was he getting such an incredible upgrade? The air stewardess explained that she had been so impressed by his kind gesture of offering up his seat for the elderly couple that it had spurred in her the longing to do something kind for him in return. Samuel was very grateful, but he insisted that what he had done wasn't a big deal. All of a sudden, a husky female voice with an Irish lilt spoke up from the seat next to them. The voice said from behind a privacy wall, As much as you'd like to hope that others would do the same, not everybody would. Most people would have prioritized their own comfort. A delicate, perfectly manicured hand reached out and pulled the privacy screen aside to reveal a young, beautiful woman sitting in the seat next to the one offered to Samuel. The woman had long, straight, honey-blonde hair and dazzling brown eyes. She smiled widely and her perfect white teeth sparkled. She wore a comfy pair of joggers and a hoodie, ideal for travelling on a long-haul flight, and a cup of hot tea was sitting on her side table, waiting to be drunk. As Samuel took in this Irish angel, he felt his knees buckle slightly beneath him. He suddenly felt very inadequate in her presence. He had never seen someone so beautiful. The air stewardess asked what Samuel would like to drink, and he ordered a beer before she wandered off, leaving him alone with the beautiful woman in first class. Samuel sat down in his new seat and instantly melted into the soft leather of the cushions. He had never sat in such a comfortable chair before, and certainly not on an airplane. Samuel was used to slumming it in economy class, so he thanked his lucky stars for this opportunity to enjoy first class, free of charge. It was made even better by the stunning woman sitting to his side. Samuel was surprised to discover that the Irish woman wasn't showing any signs of leaving him alone just yet. In fact, she seemed to be intrigued by him. The beautiful woman introduced herself to Samuel as Giselle. Samuel couldn't help but think that the name suited her perfectly. It was an ethereal name and Giselle had an enchanting presence. She looked as if she could be royalty. He asked her as such and she laughed and declared that she wasn't lucky enough to be a member of the royal family. But she said that she did have a feeling that she was the lost princess Anastasia in a previous life. Brings you to LA, 
Giselle asked Samuel in her husky Irish tone, picking up her cup of tea and cradling it in her hands. Samuel explained how he was flying into LA for a big meeting. Giselle was impressed by the sound of his illustrious work and wished him the best of luck for his meeting the next day. As they continued to talk to one another, Samuel found her more and more endearing. Giselle was half English and half Irish and spent her life growing up between the two countries. She had attended drama school at just 16 and had been pursuing a career in the performing arts ever since. She had a positive aura and Samuel felt calm in her presence, as well as eager to know more about her. The conversation flowed and the hours ticked by. What should have been a monotonous, uncomfortable 11-hour flight across the world was turning into a fun, exciting, relaxing flight that was going far too quickly for Samuel's liking. How did you wangle your way into first class then? Samuel teased, winking at her. Did you offer up your seat to a stranger too, to get bumped up? He was intrigued to find out more about Giselle. It wasn't every day that you bumped into a beautiful woman like her in first class. He wondered if she was the daughter of an oil tycoon or the wife of an aristocrat. Giselle smiled coyly and replied in her soft Irish accent. I worked very hard to wangle my way into first class actually. Not all of us can commit to a kind act for someone and bag a freebie. She gave Samuel a wink and took a sip of her tea. The words rolled off her tongue and Samuel felt like he was melting in her presence. Giselle was sweet, friendly and beautiful. And she was also quick-witted, smart and feisty. Samuel admired every part of her. She was a masterpiece. As much as he wanted to stay awake and speak to Giselle for 11 hours straight, Samuel found himself growing weary and the allure of his soft, fully reclining chair was too tempting not to embrace. The air stewardess brought him a complimentary eye mask, soft blanket and pillow. Samuel wasted no time in making himself comfortable and reclining his seat backwards to enjoy a little nap. Giselle did the same. Samuel only hoped that he wouldn't start snoring while he rested. He slept for a good two hours, and when he woke again, he was delighted to open his eyes to the view of Giselle, ordering a glass of champagne from the air stewardess. When she noticed that he was awake once more, her face perked up and she beamed down at him in his sleepy state. Would you like a drink or some food? Giselle asked him. 
Samuel nodded his head and Giselle ordered an additional meal and a glass of champagne for him. Rubbing his eyes, he sat up and pulled his chair back up straight. He hoped that his hair wasn't too ruffled and that he didn't have any marks on his face from where the eye mask had been strapped on too tight. But as he gazed at Giselle and she gazed back at him with her gentle eyes and warm smile, he felt his insecurities melt away. He didn't feel like she was judging him in any way. He felt totally comfortable in her presence. The air stewardess returned with two glasses of crisp champagne and placed them on the table in between Samuel and Giselle's seats. Then she walked away to retrieve their hot meals. Giselle lifted her glass up in the air, raising a toast. To you, Samuel, she began. May you continue to be your lovely self and help as many nervous elderly flyers as possible. Samuel chuckled and joked that she made him sound like a superhero, one that looked out for and protected the elderly people of the world. Giselle took a sip from her glass and cocked her eyebrow. There are many worse things you could be, she added teasingly, and Samuel took a sip from his glass too. The sharp tang of the champagne made him wince. He'd never been a big champagne drinker. He much preferred a cold beer to wind down with. How come you're drinking champagne? Samuel asked her. Are you celebrating something? He added. Giselle tilted her head knowingly and replied, I'm going to a party when I get to LA, so I thought I'd get the party started a little bit earlier with you. Samuel felt a tiny flicker of jealousy pang within him. He wished he could attend a party with Giselle. He dreaded the idea of her meeting a handsome man at a party and forgetting all about him. He shook off his feeling quickly. A woman like Giselle would never be interested in a guy like him anyway. Or at least, that's what he thought at first. However, as the flight went on, and the longer that Samuel and Giselle chatted, laughed and got to know each other, he started to feel like she might be just as interested in him as he was in her. They barely paused for breath as they talked away for the best part of the 11-hour flight. When the captain finally announced that they were preparing for landing, both Samuel and Giselle were visibly disappointed. They fastened their seatbelts and prepared to land and go their separate ways. As the plane touched down on the runway, Samuel felt a wave of discontent wash over him. He didn't want to say goodbye to Giselle. He would have happily stayed on the flight for another 11 hours with her. 
the passengers in first class all rose from their seats and grabbed their hand luggage, ready to disembark the plane before anyone else. Samuel was surprised by their efficiency. Usually he was stuck in economy class waiting for several minutes before there was any sign of movement off the plane. But here in first class, they were the priority passengers. Giselle and the other members of first class trickled off the plane. Samuel followed behind, staying as close to Giselle as possible to continue their conversation. They made their way through passport control, strolling as idly as they could to draw out their interaction for as long as possible. But as they reached the exit of the airport, it became apparent that Giselle had to leave quickly. A car was already waiting for her outside. As they stepped foot outside of the airport and the fresh, warm air of LA hit their faces, Samuel took a deep breath and prepared for the inevitable goodbye. Giselle turned to Samuel and gazed at him with her alluring brown eyes. Thank you for such a wonderful flight, she said softly. I had a great time getting to know you. Samuel replied that it was equally his pleasure, and they gave each other a friendly hug, holding on just a little longer than was normal. Giselle turned to leave, but paused suddenly. She turned back to Samuel and smiled. She shook herself off and approached Samuel asking, I don't suppose you want to exchange numbers. It would be nice to see you again before you leave LA, if you have time. Samuel felt like all his Christmases had come at once. He eagerly traded phone numbers with Giselle and they both stood grinning at each other like teenagers who had agreed to go on a date for the first time in their lives. Samuel felt butterflies dancing around in his stomach as he pocketed his mobile phone, now carrying the precious information of Giselle's phone number. He really hoped they would cross paths again. Samuel waved goodbye to Giselle as they went their separate ways. He watched the back of her head disappear out of sight as he stood in line, waiting for a taxi. Samuel rode a taxi downtown to his hotel and checked into his room. He threw himself on top of the king-size mattress and buried his head in the soft pillow. First class was nice, but nothing could beat the comfort of a hotel bed. Samuel closed his eyes and promptly fell asleep, face down on the bed. When he came to several hours later, he called room service and ordered a pizza. He had picked up luxurious habits in first class and he wasn't prepared to let them go just yet. Maybe for just one day, he could treat himself and act as if he lived in the lap of luxury. 
Tomorrow he could wake up and return to reality. He unpacked his case and hung up his two suits in the wardrobe. He would iron them tomorrow and choose his favorite before his big meeting. Then he pulled on his t-shirt and joggers and waited for his pizza to arrive. Next to no time, his cheesy pizza arrived at his hotel room door. He settled into bed with his pizza by his side and switched on the TV. Nothing particularly stood out to him. Samuel had stopped watching TV years ago. Nowadays he watched programs on streaming services rather than following television shows or going to the movies. Eventually he landed on a news channel and left it rolling while he picked up a slice of pizza and took a big, juicy bite. He chewed and laid back against the headboard with his eyes closed, completely satisfied. Suddenly his ears pricked at the sounds of bustling reporters on the news channel discussing an exciting movie premiere that was happening in Los Angeles tonight. Samuel swallowed his mouthful and opened his eyes to observe the glamorous film premiere on the TV. He was about to take another bite out of his slice when he stopped in his tracks, breathless. On the television screen, right in front of his eyes, was Giselle. She was wearing a floor-length black gown allegedly designed by Dolce & Gabbana, and the long, honey-blonde hair that he had admired on the aeroplane was now curled and styled to perfection. She looked beautiful as she posed for the cameras and strutted along the red carpet. Samuel crawled forward on the bed for a closer look. Surely his eyes were deceiving him, Surely that wasn't Giselle. He had sat next to her on an aeroplane just mere hours before. How could someone as normal as him meet someone as famous as her? And why would she waste her time talking to him? Samuel listened as the news host gushed over Giselle's designer dress and how fabulous she looked. Samuel had to agree. She looked a million dollars. As he listened to the TV commentary, he caught mention of her surname and quickly typed her name into his phone. The TV presenter had called her Giselle Kendrick. As soon as Samuel typed in her name, a whole host of webpage links flooded his phone screen. It turned out that Giselle was, indeed, a famous Hollywood actress. In fact, she had been in a film that Samuel had seen before, although he could be forgiven for not recognizing her due to the fact that her character in the film had a totally different hair color and accent. Samuel sat down on his bed, feeling a little deflated. So the party that Giselle had been flying to L.A. for 
hadn't been your run-of-the-mill birthday party. It had been for a movie premiere. Samuel felt like a fool for feeling a glimpse of hope that he would bump into her again. Someone like Giselle Kendrick wouldn't be interested in an average guy like Samuel Walters. Samuel laid back in his bed and worked his way through the box of pizza, watching Giselle from afar and wishing that he was by her side. It was a pipe dream to imagine that he could be with someone like Giselle in the first place, but now that she was a movie star, he had no hope. Eventually, Samuel switched off the TV and let the buzz of the radio act as the backdrop to his pity party. He took a beer out of the hotel room fridge and walked out onto the balcony to clear his head. Gazing at the phone in his hand, he flicked through his contacts list and came across Giselle's name. Had she given him her actual number, or had she just given him a fake number to appease him? He assumed the latter. But then, as if the universe had read his mind, Samuel's phone buzzed and flashed as a text message came through. It was from Giselle. He quickly opened up the text and read the message. His heart was beating hard in his chest, his breath caught in his throat as he read the message Giselle had sent. She said, This party is boring. Do you want to come and join me and make the night more interesting? Samuel was on cloud nine. Giselle had reached out and invited him to be her date at a movie premiere. She clearly liked him as much as he had liked her. For a second, Samuel wasn't sure how to reply. He didn't want to come across too eager, but he also didn't want to seem disinterested, because he was very interested indeed. He wanted to see Giselle again. Every bone in his body was buzzing with endearment. He played it cool and typed back a reply asking where he should meet her, to which she promptly responded with the address of a fancy club in uptown Los Angeles. Samuel picked up his favourite suit from the wardrobe and smoothed it out with the iron. He could wear his other suit tomorrow for the meeting. Tonight he had an important date to attend and only the best would do. He had just received an invite to a Hollywood party, where he was sure to mingle with people he had only ever seen through the television screen. But he had hardly thought about that at all. The only thing he felt was excitement to see the girl from the plane. Samuel couldn't wait to lay his eyes again on the kind, funny woman from first class who had sat next to him and stolen his heart.